explore yourself, develop spiritually, and create a spirit-centered life. Listen in as I bring forth metaphysical, spiritual, magical, and mystical information from my 60 years of intuitive living and 30 plus years of professional service. Welcome to your mystical direction. This is Lisa Busan. Welcome to the mystical direction. The mystical direction is all about mystical, mysticism, spirituality, paranormal, all that kind of good, yummy stuff. I'll be discussing some of my knowledge with you, some of the things that I've experienced personally, some of the things that I have found to be true over 30 odd years of working with the world of spirit. Who's out there is we're talking about angels and spirit guides and loved ones, of course, and elementals and all that kind of lovely stuff. So today, welcome everybody as you're showing up and tuning in. Again, today is the first official mystical direction. And while I'm recording this online here on Facebook, I'll also be adding it to my YouTube page once it's edited. And therefore, it will go on to my iTunes page. So if you ever like to re-listen to this or share it, if you will, then you have the opportunity to do so. And now I won't be going into some great detail because that's what, I guess, development classes are for, which... The other thing I have going on right now is dream interpretation. But So we're going to be talking today about who's out there, which is your ancestors, your spirit guides, angels, deity, elementals, all those things, or at least as much as I can remember. I do have notes that I'm looking at um, because I, I tend to go off on a tangent sometimes. So the first set of spiritual beings, I call them set, well, I guess it's a level, right? If you think about or imagine the levels of spiritual beings as almost like on a ladder right so up from us this is our generation our vibratory rate and then we have you know our ancestors and their spirit guides and then angels and then god or or jesus or whatever master you're honoring and then god or whatever the universe whatever you want to call god it doesn't matter it doesn't matter so we'll be talking a little bit about that but then also on the on the developmental level is our level and then elementals so and i say level so i'm talking about frequencies and levels of vibratory rating beings sentient beings so i want to start with i want to get to our loved ones later because those are the ones that i really want to focus on because that's who i deal with all every day and then we'll get on um to asking questions and then possibly doing some mediumship readings i've got a couple people here right now so we'll get to them so let's start with the spirit guides there's a misconception that your loved one that you knew in this lifetime could be a spirit guide that's not the case 
So before we're born, prior to our birth, we choose our spirit guides because they have mastered something that we ourselves are hoping to assimilate into our lives and then learn on a karmic level so that we don't have to reincarnate and go through it again. So I know for a fact that one of my karmic lessons is patience. And I'm, let me see a few hands of if patience is one of your karmic lessons. Ha! I'm sure it is. Patience with myself, patience with children, patience with co-workers, patience with spouse. Yeah. So what happens is I hire, so to speak, or I connect with a spiritual being who's been in my shoes in one of their lives that has mastered what I'm trying to learn and master in this lifetime. Yeah. Yes. A few of you have your hands up. Yes, yes, yes. Patience. Mm. That's a biggie for most people. It really is. So I want you to keep in mind that your loved ones that you knew here can be people in spirit that help you, but they are not necessarily one of your spirit guides, right? So we come in with pretty much five to eight different spirit guides, all having different, I guess, categories that they help us with. Again, but that's not to say that you couldn't have met a, one of your loved ones in spirit who had mastered that. But they would have had to have passed before you were born. So let's say, I really think my grandfather is one of my spirit guides. Now granted, he can be in one of your groups called your band, which is not one of the spiritual beings that you initially contracted with, but someone who's temporary. Or... If grandpa's just hanging around your house, beyond the veil, that is, and impressing upon you ideas, yes, he can help you out. Yes, he can, but he's not one of your spirit guides. All right? So there's, it's a little confusing, and I, I get it. I totally get it, because, like, what the hell's the difference if they're both helping? But it's probable that grandpa doesn't have the level of expertise that one of your main spirit guides have. Alright, now I want you to keep in mind that all spirit guides, all of them, have been in the physical form. They've all had earth essences and earth lives. And even our animal totems, even our animal guides. Normally we choose an animal guide or it's chosen for us for one of our life lessons. So we look at the characteristics and the qualities that that animal possesses and we have to understand how we associate that into our lives so we talked about spirit guides now of course there's a higher level of spirit guide called your band or probably your council of elders your council of elders unlike your spirit guides who are only working with you are around hundreds if not thousands of people still here on earth so they have a greater role to play in humanity. The Council of Elders is usually made up between five and seven individuals who, of course, again, were on the spiritual or on the physical plane at one point. Now, angels. 
angels were never in physical form never in physical form they were created by God to anoint us to embrace us and help us embrace our divinity and in doing that they help us become more godlike now I know don't know what you guys but I have a hell of a long way before I get to that point so God according to what I've learned through my study appoints us a, a, an angel throughout all our lives all our lives multiple mm -hmm. so way back in years yonder when I was studying angels I found it very interesting because in meditation I saw a woman come up to me that looked like an angel but she had no wings you know she had lovely hair down to the middle of her back it was kind of blondish like light brown sandy brown so she had lovely hair and she kind of glowed so I, I knew she was an angel but where the hell were her wings or where in heaven were her wings and what's interesting is when I told her to turn around her angel wings were like this big they look like a little heart like so one one half of one half of a wing on each side right in the middle of her back and I'm thinking to myself well, that would figure that I would get a beginning angel but the more I studied with her and the more I built a relationship with her the larger her wings be began to grow so the more I learned the more she expressed her growth through the learning so that's how I too could understand myself that I was growing as a spiritual being so I thought that was pretty interesting anyway so you're gonna come in with one angel now if you screw up or if you happen to need more angels down the road because you're taking on something that is of extreme importance or extreme difficulty or if you end up being someone who affects nations if not the world then yeah you may gain a few more angels because you'll need it because you'll need it if we think about extreme situations such as the Holocaust or Pearl Harbor or um, gosh even before that um, like Abe Lincoln or Kennedy being assassinated so big things that affect not only just the country but the world these people all have extra angels all of them even if they're on the negative or the positive side because their work or what they're here to do will affect the masses so they need more help than anyone else whether we would consider them positive or negative and I know sometimes that's hard to understand but it is the case from what I've heard from multiple angels I talked earlier about the levels and the levels of angels so we have our angels we have archangels um, then we have angels that are below us on the elemental level and those are our elementals so and bear with me I know you're gonna think this is a bunch of hooey bullshit I get it but you have um, sylphs and undines and elves and uh, sprites and gnomes and there's so many different but see these are earth level of angels so they're in the unseen world by most people they're in the unseen world 
helping the earth not necessarily us but helping mother earth now i have to i will admit i was one of those people that you know when i was going through seminary this is the class that we had to take it was all about elementals i'm thinking this is a nursery rhyme this is nonsense but because i'm in seminary this is one of the classes that you had to do a prerequisite so okay fine this is ridiculous but okay well, come to find out, after reading a few books that were mandatory, I I still didn't really believe it. And then I sat in on a seance, and there was a lady that sat across from me. I'd never met her before in my life. And I don't know if I've ever seen her afterward, but she sat across me in, across from me in that seance. And after the seance was all done, people were packing up and walking out. She came up to me and said, you know, the whole time you were sitting there, there was little people underneath your chair building houses. Needless to say, it surprised me, obviously. Because she didn't know what I was going through. She didn't know the class I was taking. She didn't know, she didn't know me from Adam. So she didn't know if I felt like this was a bunch of hooey nonsense. But she came up to me nonetheless and told me that. So I was very grateful for that. So keep in mind, that those people who are on the physical plane can also be messengers from your angels. They can also be messengers from your spirit guides. So they might be simply guided to pass along something to you. And they might not know why. But they do it nonetheless. Just the same as when we have an inkling to say, oh my gosh, I love your dress. Or you have the most beautiful hair or the prettiest smile or... I'm really proud of you or whatever it is we're guided to do those things so from that date I kind of believed in elementals and it was just an interesting thing because here's the thing I found it ironic after a while probably six months later it was like it dawned on me like what a twit I am years and years and years all my life I have believed in the Hawaiian folklore of Manahuni, or Manahune, however you want to say it, which is a Hawaiian elf, little mini people, little mini people, and they've built, um, they, you, if you've ever gone to Hawaii, you might have seen Manahuni Wall, where there's a small brick walls about this high, and they, they go like all through pastures and, and fields, and there's no random or rhyme, there's no reason to rhyme to them. They're very random. They're very, like, they're just there. So when my husband and I went to Hawaii a while back, we were on a guided bus tour. And I saw one of those walls, and I asked the, the tour guide, I says, is that a Manahuni wall? He says, why, yes, it is. And that came about, that came about by my grandfather and my grandmother visiting Hawaii years ago. So, interestingly enough, I believed in Manahuni else. It was the Hawaiian folklore. So, why the heck couldn't I understand that kind of thing in, like, our lives? Kind of makes sense, right? Well, some people would believe angels to be folklore because they've never seen them. I guess it's simply faith, right? Yeah, it's simply faith. All right, so angels and elementals. Now we'll get to the ancestors. Of course, that's who I deal with on a daily basis. 
it's almost like sometimes it seems like my house is Grand Central Station but only after I open the doors 99% of the time like today you know about 15 minutes prior to starting the live I tuned in and asked my spirit guides to open the doors now you can meet your spirit guides you can meet them usually through meditation uh, which I teach once every other year or something like that but it's a really interesting thing to know that you have a whole team of people working for you so my gatekeeper or my protecting guide is the one who opens the door to spirit and he kind of I guess screens them for me right he makes sure that only the highest and finest are coming through our loved ones our ancestors are simply in a different wavelength and I I kind of jokingly say that they have to be in my radio station for me to know that they're there and that radio station simply is it's a different wavelength so I or any other medium can we raise our vibration by meditating and making sure that we are eating properly prior to readings and all the other good happy stuff to raise our vibration to raise that radio station up to where it needs to be spirit however have to be able to tune into that radio station to hit that number on the dial bang on for a medium to have a lovely strong connection with them now granted they might be off a little bit sometimes and that's where in a reading you might see a little bit of choppiness or they're random right and it might seem like the medium can't stick to one topic it's not that it's your loved ones are throwing so much stuff at us at once that it's hard for us to like let's tell a story about this very common very 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 common now it has nothing that has nothing to do with the medium that has to do with the loved one and their experience in talking to people or them practicing tuning into that radio station and getting it head, head on and I'm not saying that, that you can't get a damn good reading and have wonderful evidence of your loved one's presence because you can it just may not seem like your loved ones really talking to you instead of spewing out evidence that it's really them that are present right because that ultimately is what mediumship is all about mediumship the the very base and most important reason for mediumship is to prove the continuity of life after physical death that's what this is all about not for you to have them jump through hoops by um, give me our dog's name if it's really you no it's the characteristics that come through the the memories that come through the pieces of evidence like height weight cause of death blah 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 not always do we get names being that most of my mediumship comes through clairaudience I give you what I hear and if they don't give me something I can't possibly give it to you because that would be made up right and it, it, I'm telling you it would be wrong 100% 100% of the time so giving you what I get in what spirit what your loved ones feel is important it is known that the likelihood of increasing the chances of the exact spirit person you're trying to get through to will come through is if you start talking to them in your head or out loud about a week prior to that helps thinking about them 
uh, but just really just talking to them kind of saying like, come on we got a, we got a meeting let's let's go on this date or whatever this time that kind of thing that helps and also you're just being open now granted with the years of experience I experience I have as well as many other mediums there's different ways to go about getting or tapping into the right spirit person instead of a medium saying well this is who I'm seeing here but if your loved one isn't one of those people there's different ways to kind of sneak in the back door and that's through experience only so that helps as well so the chances of actually connecting with your loved one that you're actually looking for is very good at least in my practice it's simply because I've been doing it forever doesn't mean that someone else with less experience couldn't do the same thing but if they've never tried it or experienced it then I can't speak to that I just can't I just know that the longer I do mediumship the more ways there are to attract or bring forward that loved one to you right some mediums recommend that you wait three months after your loved one passes away there's a couple reasons for that and very good reasons one is that so you can process so that you can process your grief you can get over all of that well not all of it of course but get over the trauma of it so that makes you more open or understanding about what comes through because when you're in that deep grief you're not going to understand a thing, single thing I'm telling you what you will just will not understand a single thing just because you're so much in that grief and you know if you've ever lost someone that's super super close to you which I'm sure you have you know that that it's like a duh zone that you're kind of in right you're not thinking right and that's why a lot of times we will recommend waiting second reason is that even though spirit can come through immediately after their passing they themselves have not become adept at learning how to communicate again so it's not just the point of them talking out loud it's more them feeling what they're saying to get the true meaning through as well as letting them become adept at once again communicating and then there's also the fact that every spirit will go through a past life review now they're not they're not judging themselves or thinking oh boy I really screwed that up or you know someone whipping them on top of the head or something no it's they're they're looking at their lives and they're understanding or being taught how they could have done better and then also where they excelled right so then that brings us full circle back to why we hired our spirit guides so when I pass over am I gonna say oh boy I really sucked at the patience in that situation or oh look at that okay I did pretty good in that in that sense right so we do we go full circle and we kind of judge ourselves to see how we did in that lifetime again so let me get into doing some mediumship readings and again if you can take the information that I'm giving you then please chime in all right keeping in mind that there could very well be three or good grief 10 people that understand all the same thing because this is a, a group 
event here. We uh, it's called piggybacking or uh, split linking. So it could very well be that we have multiple people, and that's okay. That's absolutely okay. So just chime in if you have almost all of it. Then please type in in the chat room. Okay. Now I might address one or two people, and it might not be you. But you understand all the information, right? Please just understand that a ton of spirit can get together and all kind of uh, dropping hints or pieces of evidence all at the same time. And it's called a cleedon. So if you can take someone else's message or if you can take a loved one that you have that sounds exactly like the other person I'm talking to, that's a cleedon. C-L-E-D-O-N where the message for that person strikes a chord for you so what you can do if that is the case and it probably will be own it know that your loved one is desperately trying to get through to my radio station but the other person's relative has a better understanding of how to get through to that radio station or that vibration or has just had more experience doing so all right but don't ever think that your loved one is not present because they are. All right. Remember earlier when I said that about 15 minutes prior to I had spirit coming through. And I have two people right now that are here from them. They're both men. And I don't know why this is, but I usually have more men. I don't know why that is. It just don't, I have no idea. The first man that I picked up, he kind of reminded me, or he kind of dressed like a rancher. To be honest with you, he had he was tall, six foot anyways, tall, uh, medium to lean build. I would say he's probably seventies. Uh, I'd say seventies. He said to me he was a truck driver. Now, however, I wasn't able to get out of him whether he was like an eighteen wheel truck driver or just a pickup truck driver. All right, but he did kind of remind me of like a rancher or a cowboy type of guy. You know, jeans and a, a plaid shirt, right? Doesn't mean that that's his profession. It just kind of reminded me of that. Now, one of the things that he was talking to me about is um, him, him being very stubborn and always trying to steer sentiment or opinion to his own side. He's calling it stubborn now. Be, back then, he would have called it wisdom. Right? With age comes wisdom. And he does make me feel like he would have been difficult to communicate with. Sometimes. Not all the time. Because he makes me feel, truly, that he, he just had a heart of gold. But, boy, he could be a stubborn Gus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, about six foot tall. Um, he does have gray hair. Mid-70s, I would say, anyways. Mid to late-70s. And he just he, he keeps on showing me jeans in a, in a plaid shirt. So if you can take that, I would please invite you to chime in if you can take this man. I do feel like this is a grandfather more than a father. Now, of course, grandfathers can be fathers, obviously. But I feel more like he's your grandfather versus a father, okay? Now, he is saying to me now, the person that's here that can take that has either just got a new job, that like they walked right into a new job, or and just <laughs> just came out smelling like a rose. Hmm. 
So, Angela, you said this does sound like your dad, and Heather, it does sound like your grandpa. Okay. One of the things, so either either girl, Angela or Heather, did either of you just get a new job or make a, a jump up in your job, or did you just, because he's making me feel like there's uh, like a feather in your cap. So you've just accomplished something that's pretty freaking awesome. We cannot tell me exactly what it is, but it has something to do with added money. Because uh, he's saying to me, it's in your favor. The money's in your favor, right? So if you could sound like that. Okay, so yes, Heather says yes. He's also showing me what looks like your diligence. In other, <laughs> in other words, your, your own stubbornness. Like you keep on coming back around to what you're, like you're, he's not, yeah, it feels like manipulation, but it's not, that sounds negative and that's not what he's meaning. He means more like you're bringing things back around to how and what you know the way things need to be. There you go. So you're you're putting yourself in good stead is what he's saying. I'm also getting an information on... So there's got to be farming or big land around him. Would that make sense, Heather? So, Heather, do you understand the big land or farming or something like that? All right, so Angela's now accepting that as well. Okay, all right. Could Again, it could very well be that this is a, a, a piggyback, right? Split linking, okay? So, anyways, he's just saying, yes, 80 acres. Yeah, I guess that is a big land. Now, this is interesting for him to say. He's saying to me he's sorry that you and the rest of this generation and below us will not get the same sense of freedom in our lives that he had. Now granted, I get the sense that this man worked his ass off. But the sense of freedom as in being our own person and being free to do what we need to do and you know, even if we're self-employed, I don't think you know, we still have those limitations, you know, those parameters that we have to live by and it's I guess part of being a, a participating partner in society, I guess. But anyway, so he's just stepping in. He's sending his love and let, letting you know that this is so funny. He's saying he's letting you know that he is watching you and following around behind you like the dog on the farm. So he shows me this dog on the farm, a brown dog on the farm, following him around like, everywhere right just know that he loves you very much and he's still following you around like a hawk there you go so i leave that with you girls the next person i have here is also a man as i said earlier and one of the things he's giving me is um i'm gonna say he's probably about the same age i'm gonna say late mid to late 70s again this man is shorter probably about five nine maybe five ten if he's pushing it and I get a sense of him being medium build, maybe a bit of a tummy, but medium build. And one of the things he's saying to me is his hands used to hurt. So probably there's an arthritic type of situation with him. But I also get a sense of very, oh, I want to put this. Almost like his sense of authority is important. Integrity. So he makes me feel like if he's not like in the military or in law enforcement or, or fire department or some kind of higher level position where his, I guess his 
integral being is important, he would be that type of person even in a work situation. So he would be the boss or the supervisor or the business owner or whatever, right, that had people underneath him. So he just makes me feel like that's the man he was. I do get a sense of him. Now, I keep on getting Ed, so I don't know if it's Ed, Ted, Fred, okay, just so you know that. This doesn't have to be him. It can be someone around you. And then he's also showing me, hmm, I also get a sense that there's some type of, not, mind you, I don't, you guys could be around the world, you know, watching this, but I do get a sense of some type of big corporation, big corporation. And so the, the reference point that he's giving me is like the big three, right? So I'm, I'm probably about 40 minutes north of Detroit, so the, the main manufacturing here is automobiles now well it used to be but it's changing over now to it but anyways so but that's the essence he gave me so big corporation and in a large group like a big company if you will yeah all right so if you can take this man let me know I'm not sure if it's dad or grandpa right now. However, I do know that I feel like this man is on mom's side of the family, if I'm not mistaken. All right, if it is grandpa, this would be mom's side of the family. So please um, come through. Robert, it sounds like your dad. Okay. Now, he's also showing, just, oh, hang on just a minute. He's showing me that he did different things in his career. He's talking to me about the different hats that he wore. And he's also saying to me that you yourself have worn multiple hats. So different hats that you try on. And he's saying to me that that's really good. And it kind of goes along with what we were talking about today. With our own spiritual journey. And the only way for a lot of us to actualize those lessons that we want. Is to take on different roles. Because different roles will help us to take on different lessons. All right? So he's talking about that. I'm also getting a sense of right now you needing direction. And when that comes about, it's usually because big stuff has changed around you. And it makes me feel like, like what do I do now? Because whatever's going around you has kind of changed your identity, even though it might not really have anything to do with you. One of the things that he's just making me feel is that your correct and right hat you will find. So hang on. He's also saying that this will be your final hat is what I'm seeing. So whether you're working or you're not working or this will be your final job, I suppose, your, your, I'm quoting job, then this is fine. Because he's saying one, two, three. So that tells me that this is probably your third and major life redirection. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes, sometimes you don't look forward to those redirections because it usually means that this is not just change, but this is big change. And those things are hard, right? So who you identify with in this last change is lovely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so Roberta can understand that. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So, okay, rejoice in this. Realizing that, thank God I don't have to go through this shit all over again. Right? 
So it's just you found your hat. This is the last hat that you need to focus on and really assimilate. You see, the thing is that when we're given different challenges, we need to dive into it. And it, this kind of reminds me of a psychic reading I did yesterday on Coffee and Company where you also need to dive into this and integrate that new persona or the new you into your life stop kicking and screaming stop absolutely stop and enjoy that ride dig into it and learn how you can morph it you can meld it you can mold it so that it also benefits you and everybody around you don't feel like you're a victim because you are not because even though he is saying that this might be the last hat you wear it doesn't mean you have a plain black hat. You can paint it red. You can do stripes. You can do stars. You can be daisies. Or you can do like a mini pearl hat, right? So you're given this hat. Make it your own. Make it your own. How great is that? What a wonderful message. I hope you guys can all understand that. I hope you all can understand that. That's a great message. I love this man. He's so freaking awesome. Okay, last one, kids. Last one. All right. So I do have a woman here. She came in a little bit earlier. She's a little bit heavy set. I do get a sense of her having, um, there's some kidney, she's a mess. Let me put it this way. There's some kidney problems. There's some heart problems. I also get a sense, I don't feel like lung problems, but I do get a sense that in the past she had lung stuff, like maybe pneumonia at one time or another. Now, I'm also, she's going so fast. I love when spirit does this because it stops me from second guessing. I just got to spit it out. So anyways, she's also talking to me about problems with her hips and her knees and her ankles. So, so I don't know if this is weight related or whatever, but she's saying yes. I'm also seeing what she's saying to me that there's something wrong with her head. I'm seeing what looks like she, this, her analogy is a tomahawk in the head. Tomahawk may be fitting because maybe there's Native American there. But there's also something wrong with her head. Either migraines, because she's saying she has a splitting headache. So migraines and or dementia, something going on in the head. All right. Something that would um, alter her behavior. There you go. Now, she's also saying to me, however, I do feel like this is a grandmother. Not sure what side on yet. I do feel like it's mom, but not 100%. Anyway, so I'm seeing also, uh, yeah, I feel like there is Native American problems there. I don't say problems. Why did she say problems? It's because of the genetics. Okay? The genetics. So now I'm also seeing, she's showing me also what looks like ranching or farming or something like that. I also feel like there's weaving. She keeps on going like this, like weaving or putting something together. Like, a, um, I don't know if she's knitting or crocheting or or weaving a, I don't know what the hell she's doing. And look, I'll just be honest. So she keeps on going like this. All right, so to me, that would be weaving. She's also showing me, or, or beading, maybe. Maybe. Now, she's saying to me, there's also Annie. There's also Annie. Now, the person that is around her would have had to have access to a gun, like a, a hunting rifle, something like that. So there has to be hunting rifles. Yes, so Phyllis, it could very well be. Yep, 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 could very well be knitting okay this is so funny so this is fun i know knitting knitting to me is this this is one of my symbols for knitting that's fine anyway she's showing to me so there's also like i said she keeps on going back to be a a gun 
a hunting rifle or something like that like we relied on hunting for part of our meat or fish or whatever okay now she's also saying to me sand 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 something sandy sand dial something about sand and I'm seeing also tatting yes possibly yep and she's also showing me uh, garden I don't I don't know about big garden but gardening because she shows me like taking a, a trowel and digging the earth and planting seed digging the earth and planting seed oh my gosh I feel like I've just run a marathon <laughs> all right so I do feel like this is a grandmother I do not feel like this is a mother I feel like this is a grandmother to you and I, I just get a sense through talking to her that she's she's like back in the 50s I want to say even 30, 30 to 50s, 1920s, 1930, 1940, somewhere in there, right, would be her, uh, this could be her uh, eras, right, her eras. Now, so it's interesting also, I am also getting a sense of a reference to Canada and or a, and a reference to um, probably Native American or something like that, somewhere in the family. So, my kids, I hope you all hope you all enjoyed the first Mystical Direction. Let me see what next week's is for two weeks. It's Mystical Directions every two weeks. And the next one is playing the game. So, how do we work with those spirit people? What can we do to increase our own spirituality? And how do we play with spirit? Because that's what's very important. I tell all my students that when you're learning and you're developing, the best outlook that you can have is that this is playtime. The more seriously you take spiritual development, the more serious you take yourself, you're going to stop your development or you're going to delay your development because then you're judging yourself and you're judging what you're getting. Mm -hmm. so we'll talk about all that next week love you guys thank you very much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed today's show take care everybody god bless stay safe stay healthy and stay safe bye <laughs>